What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. We've got some ACC men's and women's basketball to go over some top 25 upsets on the women's front and more of the same when it comes to the men. One thing's certain, two things for sure. You never can quite tell what's going to go down when it comes to men's basketball. You never know how it's going to play out, and maybe that's the fun of it. Kenton Gibb is Locked on Wolfpack here to join. Let's get into it. ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Hope you hope you had a great start to your week already, Monday morning. If you are tuning in here, if you're catching up, I hope you had a great weekend. All things are good on this front. Candace Cooper, your host, Locked On ACC. Thank you for making us your first Listen each and every day. Kitten Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack is in the building joining us. And today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundboard for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Kitten, thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to having you back. It's been a couple Mondays since we've had you last. You know, if you don't want me on the show no more, you could just say that. You know what I mean? You could just... <laughs> Yeah, no, but I'm I'm glad to be back. I, I was traveling for work, had a lot going on there, so I'm I'm definitely glad to uh, to be back on the show and back talking some ACC hoops because obviously it was a down year for football and it may be a down year for men's basketball, but our women are being the flag bearers for this conference at the moment. You know, it's really interesting how much people sleep on ACC women's basketball, but I don't understand why. But hey, I'm telling you now, like I tell you every episode, give yourself a chance to just tune in. It's really more exciting than you give yourself credit for. But let's talk about the men first. We got to get into some action. Duke Blue Devils, they played your faithful NC State Wolfpack in Cameron on Saturday, and it was a close game to start. That's I feel like that's how it normally is in the ACC right now. Everyone figures out, you know, what's going down in the first half. Then they make those second half adjustments. And certainly the Duke Blue Devils did. They did not want the same type of performance at Wake Forest where they kept feeling like they were in the game. But, oh, NC State going to NC State? Or was it a game that you felt like you still saw the same sort of fight despite the loss? I mean, anybody who did not see that type of loss coming, I would I would like to ask, based upon what? Based <laughs> upon what did you feel like that game was supposed to be closer than it was? If we look at the dynamics between the teams, mm-hmm. Duke's best players are their big guys. Yeah. Everybody knows that. They've got waves of big guys they can throw at you right now, whether you're talking Williams, whether you're talking Ben Carroll, whether you're talking the grad transfer. I can't remember the gentleman's name right now. Leo John. But, yes, John, they've got they've got ball players uh, up front. They've got a massive front line. They can run a, a a lineup with those three guys on the court at the same time. I don't think they choose to utilize it often, but there's the possibility is there. So with that being said, um, this is an NC State team that when when they lost Manny Bates, it was clear like there's a hole. There's going to be a hole there, and so you know NC State did all they could. They fought as, as valiantly as they could, but the reality is what it is when you're looking at this type of game. You're not going to beat Duke without a strong showing from your front court this year. It's just not going to happen. 
No doubt. And I think Dewana did the best that he could, you know, being NC State's big man. But when he gets in foul trouble and you have to take him out, it's just not – there's nothing you can do to stop on the inside. And Duke Blue Devils certainly made you pay. But there were bright spots. I think Sebron, Traquavion Smith, he definitely played as if he is not scared to play in Cameron or have that big energy. And as a freshman, you're going to need that, especially from Keats, when you plead your case of why you should still have your job because your young men are buying into your system and they are playing tough. I mean, the the thing is, you look at everything that happened in this game. I am surprised that NC State came out tied in the rebounding battle here. But with that being said, where we could not stop them was defensively inside. They had their way. Williams and Bankero had their way. That's that's just the reality there. So with that being said, I mean, it's again, it's unfortunate to see that like, oh, a 15 point loss is is not a shocker, not a big deal, because you want your conference to be more competitive than that. And you want your alma mater to be more competitive than that. But again, based upon what 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 world are you living in where you reviewed all previous information coming into this game and said, oh, yeah, NC State has a very good chance of winning this one. I think it's more so because you never know what to expect in our conference that it's kind of like it's up in the air. It could be now I will say the Miami Duke matchup where Miami was able to pull off a last second shot. I wouldn't say it was a fluke because Miami is certainly a strong team, but it gave you reason to say anybody's game on any given night, maybe just because of how our conference is shaking out. Absolutely. But that's also a Miami team that I want to say has what one conference loss, if that. Yeah. So, I mean, that. That Miami team has better backcourt play. They have uh, more experienced guards who can fill up the ball. I mean, who can fill up the uh, cup a little better than us. And also, they got dominated on the glass against Duke. Like, by all accounts, it Duke should have been dominating in that game. However, Miami just kept fighting, kept stretching, kept clawing, and they were there at the end of it. Like, yeah. it, it, is, it is a very different thing when you're comparing um, – and and don't get me wrong, right? Miami beats Duke, then goes on to lose to Florida State the next game. Okay, I understand. I get it. This don't add up. This doesn't make sense. But the reality of basketball is if, if Miami, or I'll say this, Duke struggled from deep against Miami. Duke shot all of, I want to say it was 25, 26% against Miami. Mm-hmm. If Duke shoots better that game, they win that game handily. Miami went with the strategy of packing in the paint, saying, hey, we'll leave your shooters open because your shooters can't beat us. And Duke shooters said, oh, really? Watch this. Russell Westbrook, and they they just couldn't <laughs> couldn't get it done. So uh, the, the reality is that's just how it shakes out sometimes in basketball. And, again, with NC State and who they are, it's not a question to me of, oh, is this team good enough to beat Duke if they're firing on all cylinders? Sure, it's a chance, but that's counting on firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. This this NC State team this year has been uh, around 28 to 30% in, in, th- in terms of three-point shooting. If you're undersized and bad at shooting, that's you're going to have a hard time in the ACC. 
Absolutely. Florida State picking up a win against Syracuse, 76-71. A good opportunity for the Seminoles to keep themselves in the conversation of why they could potentially still have a viable chance of getting into the tournament. Currently now 10-5. and While Syracuse slowly but surely you know, losing themselves out of opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. They're currently 8-9. and nine. A big win was needed against the Florida State Seminoles, and they weren't able to do it. Were we overhyping Buddy Beheim based on last year's performance in the tournament? And are we just seeing more of the Are we going to see more of the same as the season continues? What do you think? You know, I think that Buddy Beheim is a guy that it's when you look at what's going on with Syracuse, it's not really his fault per se. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the man is putting up 19 and he's putting up 19, four and four a game. Um, I don't really. Like at some point in time, somebody else has got to help him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like to blame him for for Syracuse's struggles would be to to blame Darius Seabrown for NC State's. You're the best player on a struggling team. Doesn't mean that you are struggling with the team. It means mm-hmm. that the team is struggling in spite of you. And and that's that's what's happening with Buddy Bayheim. I, I think that he's played some good ball. Uh, I think that he has he has been about what you would expect at the level, maybe a little better everywhere as far as uh, his game goes. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't really see too much of anything that has me like, eh, buddy, you're the disappointment here. I just think that that's a disappointing team overall. No doubt. And a quick note here before we talk into the more of the afternoon games, we saw Louisville and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh upsetting Louisville in many eyes. As we know, Pittsburgh is not having the world's greatest season, currently sitting at 7-10, and 10, but upsetting the Cardinals 65-53. to 53. Cardinals just didn't show up, in my opinion. So they played down to their competition, and Pittsburgh certainly capitalized on the moment, which good for them. Maybe it's a, you know, a bright spot, a sign that there's life in Pittsburgh. The Panthers have a chance and Cable's really trying to plead the case or keeping that job what do you think about this matchup and do you feel like Pitt still has an opportunity to maybe even squeak in a <laughs> amazing ACC run I'm sorry what now okay you didn't say Pitt with the opportunity listen I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm poly positive over here okay poly positive I hear you I hear you <laughs> but in 2022, we're really ever since 2020, being positive is a negative. Okay, and the fact <laughs> of the matter, the fact of the matter is simple. Uh, Jeff Capel is out there fighting for his life in these life. coaching streets, and and I don't think he's gonna be out in these head coaching streets much longer. Um, that that pit team has been not just a disappointment, but it's been like a train wreck a little bit. Like every time you look up. Every time they got a player that's pretty good, it's like, oh, yeah, they're transferring now. And it's like, wait, what? What? He was their star player. What? What? You know, this is, I mean, more power to Jeff Capel. I, I hope that he does, um, you know, get the ship righted and and get a, a some sustained winning going over there. But, man, it's tough. It's, it's really, really tough. It's, ugh. 
Yeah, don't disagree. I don't disagree one bit, but I think it's a matter of, you know, when you look at the whole landscape of things, picking up some good wins for team morale will certainly be great, but it also makes you for, okay, there's something there. There is some good strong roots that maybe the next coach will come in and really kind of amplify and blossom as they move forward. But, you know, you can't knock beating a 10-7 and Cardinal team that I think at the end of the day, Coach Mack is certainly trying to figure out how to, you know, keep this team – you know, uh, moving forward because you, again, we're all just crabs in a barrel here. We're all just beating ourselves up. And this was a perfect example of that game to where we're not helping for cases why our team should get some bids. Cause right now a lot of people are saying just one, but I want to make sure that we get into the rest of the afternoon matchups. I don't want to, you know, have you guys without the opportunity to talk about some more of these weekend men's games. But as you know, it's the new year, which means new year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include built bar in your plan. And Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like candy, maybe even better than a candy bar. It's easy to stick to your resolution when you have a Built Bar because it tastes so good you want to eat it, unlike other protein bars that can not always be as tasty. You want to eat healthy, but sometimes it gets boring. By week three, you're just like, it's not worth it. Where is a chocolate? Well, Built Bar is 100% covered in chocolate, and there's so many flavors to choose from. coconut almond peanut butter brownie raspberry cookies and cream salted caramel mint brownie all right go to built.com use promo code locks 15 and get 15 percent off your order by using promo code locks 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off at built.com Kenton Gibbs joining the show here, and we are going over some weekend recaps of men's and women's basketball. We were talking about the top three morning games, or excuse me, afternoon games, going more towards the evening. You saw Wake Forest take down Virginia. And man, Wake Forest needed a bounce back after that Duke matchup getting blown back. Had to reset, winning 63-55, a great game for them. Virginia, more of the same in terms of you know playing strong defense, but not able to get some offense going. And I think that's will that will be their downfall if they cannot figure out how to get some shooters to make some shots. I want to talk about Wake Forest here for a second because do. I believe that they are the bar at which the bid stops. Anybody who's saying the ACC is a one-bid league, you're not paying attention closely. Okay. The teams that are above them in the conference right now, Miami, Duke, North Carolina, Florida State, Notre Dame. I think all of those teams, including Wake Forest, are NCAA tournament quality teams. So I think anybody- everyone on that list but Notre Dame. Because I think Notre Dame losing to Virginia Tech, and I understand Virginia Tech is definitely a solid team, but you have to keep the momentum going. You, you have some great wins under your belt, but you can't – you know, let some other ones slip beside you. I understand. But at the end of the day, this is a situation where just like in football, the teams that you beat winning helps you out. True. North Carolina keeps making that win over them look better and better as the weeks go by. So with that being said, you can say what you want about Notre Dame. They're still the number three team in the conference. (laughs) That's just the reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to, to me, all of those teams are NCAA tournament quality. And you can say what you want about Notre Dame's reliance on the, the three ball to fall. Hey, you're right. They do count on it. But you know what? They've been falling. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's really uh, not much you can say there. But I, I think that all of those teams, I think all of those teams deserve bids. If, hmm. if, the, if, it, if the season were to end today, if all of those teams were not in, 
I would like I would like to speak to the uh, selection committee or whatever and say what what's going on here. Would I'd, like to speak to management. Um, hello, <laughs> yeah, I'd, uh, c- connect me to a human, please. Uh, <laughs> I guess what is strong basketball? Then what is strong college basketball? Because in this day and age, either everyone's getting better, you know what I'm saying, and it's not just these top heavy. We're gonna have the blue bloods, and then it's everybody else can find their way. Everyone is starting to build teams. Everyone's not going to these stable blue blood. Uh, conferences colleges so they have an opportunity to play well or get some playing time because we know that's a big thing in this new age for some of these kids so you're having teams that are solid and guys who are staying a little bit longer and they're able to have these juniors and seniors who can have teams that will be make some sort of impact i agree and the other with the other conferences getting better it is comparison levels the acc looks comparatively worse but remember at the height of its powers, the ACC was an 8-9 bid conference. I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting our top five to go. Mm-hmm. I think that that's reasonable. I think that that's fair. One bid? <laughs> One? Right? So so what you're saying to me is right now, Miami would be the only team in. Huh? Duke, Duke would be the only team in. Miami is technically number one in the conference. They're technically number one in the go. So, that's but fair. that's what I'm. That's fair. But you, that's fair. But you see, but you see what I'm saying. Do you, Do you see, see how, how crazy it sounds? <laughs> exactly. You see how crazy that sounds now. One team, and yeah. even even if you were to go the other way and say Duke is the only team in, well, Miami will look around and say, um, "I beg your pardon. We're we're number one. We're the bet. We've done our part here." Yeah. Exactly. You can't. And then of course, the just the name alone, North Carolina is gonna if they're close. You don't go against North Carolina if they're close. Yeah, I think it's strange it. that they even consider them a bubble team, but that's just me. And that's not even bias. I just feel like, you know, off, off the strength. As an NC State grad, I agree. And yeah. I know that they're not really – NC State is one of those teams – I mean, I'm sorry. UNC is one of those teams that if it says they're on the bubble, they're they're in safely. They don't – you don't got to worry about nothing. They're, y'all are fine. So, with that being said, this one-bid conference nonsense, cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> And Lord forbid if another one of these teams were to get hot down the stretch and win it and win the conference tournament. Lord forbid that would be to happen because now we're a six bid team because you don't take Notre Dame out just because uh, or Wake Forest out just because one of these lesser teams just because Buddy Beheim and and Syracuse got hot at the right moment. You don't do that. So. No um, doubt, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. Virginia Tech, as I mentioned, beat Notre Dame 79-73. to A good win for the Hokies. Boston College coming out with a big upset, beating Clemson. You know, shout out to Coach Grant and the boys getting it done. And I think you know, anytime you can squeak out a win in the ACC, it's something to hang your hat on. And then North Carolina dominating Georgia Tech in handed fashion. It was Carolina from start to finish, and I think they're finally starting to get the pieces together. But I hope that they keep that same underdog, you know, no woe is me mentality because I think that's faring them better than assuming that they are great. Because when they get a little too big for their britches, they have games like Notre Dame. When they feel like they're the best team and they just play like it, they get games like Georgia Tech. You know, I I 100% believe that Boston College and and their ability to win some games this year has been absolutely amazing. It's been fun to see. It's been fun to watch. That team, they're a lot better than everybody uh, has thought that they were going to be all along. And now let me do my nice thing for the year and say nice things about uh, the University of North Carolina. Armando Baycott is, he is, I mean, he's he's acting different. 
29 and 21, young man, young man, you trying to get you a check check. You trying to move up the net. The, I, you know, there is, uh, there is nothing short of spectacular performance after spectacular performance coming from Armando Baycott. And that's what you want your older guys to do. Yeah. He's looking around at that team saying, you know what? I get it. We got a new coach. We got a lot of transfers. We got all this and all that going on. I'll make it easy. Follow me. If you don't know which way to go, follow the lead that I'm going to set. Follow the pace that I'm going to set, and I'll get you to the promised land. He's been doing that so far. Very well said. It's high time that he does exactly what has been asked of him. Now, Bet Online would like to wish you guys a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. If you were looking for some great NFL action or even some basketball action, Bet Online got you covered. So go to betonline.ag, the number one spot for all of your best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code locked on to get started bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available to you bet online again where the game starts go to betonline.ag we're wrapping up things here with Kenton Gibbs from Locked On Wolfpack. Make sure you check out all of his content and make sure if you guys are interested in getting a little more betting action, you follow your boy Q and Lee Sterling to get that Locked On Bets podcast going available anywhere you listen to podcasts. They will get you covered with all of the Locked Bets of the day. Make sure you are high and low and you were checking in and you were just ready to roll. Now, when it comes to betting action, I can I can almost always put my money on a great game from women's Hoops, and I want to get into this discussion because we had a couple top 25 upsets from the women's side of things. Let's start out with Notre Dame beating North Carolina, the number 20 team. And, you know, obviously it was top 25 between both of them. But the Fighting Irish held their own against the Tar Heels, and they were able to come away with a big win. And for me, offense runs through Deja Kelly. The team runs from Deja Kelly. So when she's having a great game, it's good. But I need other people with the Tar Heels to step up in a little bit bigger way. Littlefield, what you doing? Alyssa Usby, what you doing? Mm -hmm. I mean, Todd Williams, I need for my girls to kind of elevate their game to match her energy. Um, Do I, do I get to say it? I get to say it, huh? Well, <laughs> I've said my nice thing about North Carolina for the day. And now let's okay. be rude. They're frauds. What? That team is a fraud. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't, Somebody had to say, it, all right. Frauds? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell me, tell me what good team they beat all year. What good team they beat? Virginia Tech. Uh Virginia Tech is mid. Oh I'm my sorry. God. Virginia Tech okay. is Virginia Tech. But you know what? Sure. I'll give you Virginia Tech. All right. They dominated Virginia Tech. In the rest of their games against pretty good teams, eh, hadn't gone so well, has it? <laughs> hadn't gone, you know, like. And I'm not just talking about a good team in the in terms of like, oh, North Carolina AT made the tournament last year and they dominated them first game of the year. Yeah. Well, they they lost a decent amount of pieces. They they had a, a good amount of uh young women graduated and transferred things along those lines. So, you know, it kind of makes sense that you you take care of business there. But yeah, I'm sorry. I'm that team there, I I'm not sure Rods. that they're what everybody oh. thought they were. Ooh. Everybody was talking, oh, they may be the best team in the state of North Carolina. <laughs> now, who said that? Because that's a 
I'm just saying, I was now hearing you know that's a when, they, when, when they were undefeated, when Duke had lost their first game, when NC State was, I believe we were in the middle of a winning streak, but we lost two. No, we just lost to Georgia. There were whispers about, oh, is Banghart building the best team in the triangle? Building, oh. meaning it could still oh. happen in years to come, but damn sure not this year. No, not, not yeah, quite. Well, not quite. Well, that's, you know, mm, tough to see. Hate to see that. Hate to see that. You know. <laughs> Another top twenty-five upset. You saw Miami beat number fifteen Georgia Tech. Huge win for the Hurricanes. Georgia Tech, you know, not having the greatest evening, but forty-six forty-five ending up being the final score. So it was always a tough way to lose. But again, I think they'll be able to bounce back after this. They're not. They're not frauds. You know, I I agree. I agree. But I think that Georgia Tech is running into the problem of being entirely too dependent on their bigs. Like Mm. somebody outside of uh, Cuba and Hermosa have to do something Mm -hmm. like this is just it's, it's getting a little ridiculous at a point where, you know, you just you're you're looking at the other players on the team. And I'll give you a very interesting stat here. Mm-hmm. Every single statistical category, all of the major five points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, all led by either Hermosa or Kuba. That's not sustainable. It's just not. You need other players to show up and do things. I get it. They play through the post, so it's more likely that that will happen there than with other teams. But you still need your guards to show up in a meaningful way in these games. Sure. And if they don't, then we'll see what we saw in this upset. Yeah, no doubt. And then you had the one of the top 25 matches wanted to mention here, Duke and NC State, because we have Locked on Wolfpack hosts here. You know, I really feel like NC State, you know, is winning and winning handedly. But Duke, that loss against Virginia Tech looked a little suspect. The loss against NC State started to look a little suspect. Coach Lawson, I'm trying to figure out what you're doing, big dog, because it, it ain't coming together like it should. You know, I I think that I think that uh, both of the both of the teams in the triangle not named NC State, really are building something special. Okay. They're building, Look at you. They're okay. building towards good things, okay? Uh, Banghart has built something. She is one of the only coaches to defeat Westmore uh, once a season in the last two years. Kara Lawson, same thing. I think that she's doing great things over there. She's building a really good team. Mm-hmm. But neither one of those teams are at the level of an NC State at the moment. That's mm-hmm. just the reality. And to expect that this early isn't really fair of them. It didn't really now can can their fans say, hey, I expect more than uh 20 point boat races? Sure, sure. I mean, that's fair. The the combined margin of victory between those two games it was 27 and 24, so about 25 and a half. I yeah. mean, yeah, you expect a closer game than that, but at the end of the day, this NC State team is loaded, top to bottom. You cannot name a single position. Where you can say, oh, yeah, that's the weakness. That's the Achilles heel. They don't have it in this area. Center, you've got an All-American in a listicle name. Power forward, you've got to do it all in Kayla Jones. You've got the sixth player of the year in uh, Jada Boyd. Small forward, you've got uh, Jakia Brown-Turner, who is a – she's the type of scorer, if she was on a a team that had less and she was asked to do more, I could easily see her as a 20-point – 15 to 20-point a game player – and then you go to our guard play. Kai Crutchfield is literally the best three-point shooter in the conference in terms of uh, percentage. And then you got point guard, 
that's probably our strongest position where you've got Raina Perez, who just always seems to be doing the right thing, and the lightning rod that is Diamond Johnson. And this isn't even mentioning Asia James or Genesis Bryan or or um, I am forgetting this young woman's name, and it is going to haunt me, the backup center, uh, Camille Hobby. There's so many. There's so, mm-hmm. Madison Hayes, who is a very good defender. Did you name I the think- entire team? But you know what, though? But you know what? But guess what? Guess what? When I tell you, when I tell you this team, when I tell you this team from top to bottom deserves naming and they are that, look at the. the well, how upsetting the is it going to be if they don't win an NCAA championship? I'll, I'll tell you this. I think that um, that would be, it would be a little bit of a letdown because we're losing uh, Randy Perez. We're losing. Alyssa Kunane, we're losing. This is the um, year. Yeah, it, it. But but I think what Westmore, where Westmore is, he's at the height of his powers. I think that he's there, and so he has to get it done within the next few years, or else that'll be the big thing that every other coach can say at recruiting. Hey, it doesn't matter how good you are if you go over to NC State, you will not win in the tournament, baby girl. That is not happening. You go, and so with that being said, I mean, I think that the minimum here is elite eight final four in order for people to be like you know what the breaks kind of just didn't go our way we had a mm-hmm. tough shooting night in in the final four in the national championship but all in all this nc state team top to bottom is locked they are loaded and because of the additions of diamond johnson and madison Hayes, we still got something ready going forward yeah i agree i think they're gonna have to, i think they'll meet you know leah boston in south carolina again and the way they got smacked the first go around i hope that they have the bad taste in their mouth and want to kind of have that revenge as well as having to beat a team like louisville sitting number three currently in the standings. so a lot of great women's uh hoops to make sure that we keep track of going into the rest of the season kitten gibbs it's always a pleasure to have you on the show Always great to get your insight from both men's and women's hoops. If people want to hear a little bit more from you, where can they find you and follow your work? Sure thing. You can find me at TGIF underscore Kenton. Just be warned, that page is Kenton the man, not uh, Kenton the sports journalist. You can also find me at LO underscore Wolfpack uh, on Twitter. And you can find me at Locked on Wolfpack wherever you're hearing this. No doubt. Thank you for your time. Once again, guys, follow at Locked on ACC on Twitter. You can also subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you follow us everywhere. You listen to podcasts, leave five-star reviews, all of that good stuff. We appreciate your time. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time.